the fabulous WSUM Madison Studios, it's Do It Live, hosted by the Do It Geeks. Well, there's a new DMC that you have to see. We're going to be talking about it today to the nth degree. So let me ask you, you down with DMC? Yeah, you know me. You down with DMC? Joining us in the studio from the DMC, repeat guest in front of the show, Josh Harder. Along with our regular geeks, Teresa Saldana and Andy Muschlewski. And now, broadcasting live and local on 91.7 FM and streaming worldwide on WSUM.org, please help me welcome my co-host, Ty Christian. Hey, 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 hey. Let's do it live. The most connected radio show on the planet. And it's Thursday, and we're back from spring break. Everybody, everybody yeah, in yeah. this, everybody in the studio has a tan. Oh yeah, right. Everybody is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. You know we're nerds, right? We don't tan. Well, I meant a screen. <laughs> I meant like a screen tan. You know, oh. It's like a UV type of oh. Irish tan. <laughs> extra radiation. If computer screens could give tans, oh man, we'd all be sunburned. Yeah, <laughs> constantly. You know, for spring break, in honor of spring break, I opened uh, I opened my Venetian blinds a little bit in my uh, in my computer room. Oh, did you wow. know? I did. Did yeah. you have to put your sunglasses I, on then? It was FP, SPF 100 is what it was. It was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you're listening to Do It Live. We're the most connected radio show on the planet. Uh, visit us online, doit.wisc.edu forward slash radio. You'll find a bunch of ways to contact us there. Uh, probably the best way is email radio at doit.wisc.edu. That's radio at D-O-I-T dot W-I-S-C dot E-D-U. Uh, you can also, of course, give us a call at 608-A-O-K-W-S-U-M. That's 608-265-9786 for the number slash letter impaired people that can't read the things. I don't know. Is there, is, are there any... Are there any phone dial things that that do, don't have the the letters? Because my parents used to have one that didn't mm-hmm. have letters, and I remember for the longest time when I was a kid, they're like, you know, call one eight hundred Nick Tunes, you know, and I was like, I can't. A B C D E F G H J. Well, see, but but mine didn't have this. So I had no idea what the heck they were talking about for the longest time. Oh, it's like how do I call? How that? do I dial letters? Mine only has numbers. <laughs> Uh, so today we are talking, uh, we, we've got, uh, uh, as we said on the intro here, uh, a friend of the show, uh, repeat guest over and over, Mr. Josh Harder's in the studio today. Hello, hello. Yep, and Josh is from the DMC, for those of you who've never uh, heard the show before, uh, or haven't heard any of his shows, perhaps, uh, and uh, and we're going to be talking about uh, a brand new DMC location, a bunch of really interesting, cool stuff, uh, and, and it's going to be fun. Uh, also in the studio visiting uh, with us today, Mr. Sean Bossinger. How's it going? Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Yeah, Sean is, uh, is you know, for those of you who don't know, it's my boss's boss's boss. Whoa. So, so yeah, so he's like... Once uh, removed. Ru- yeah. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like that cousin stuff. I can never figure that yeah. out. <laughs> so he's like boss to the nth degree. So anyway, so yeah, we're... Well, somewhere we're, in there Kevin Bacon is. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's he's related to Kevin Bacon somehow. We're we all, within six degrees. We're, we all are. We all are. We all are. <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about the all the new DMC stuff later in the show. Oh, and I should mention, you know, we're going to probably get to this, but I should mention that uh, tomorrow is the new DMC grand opening, and we're going to be there, us do it geeks. Uh, so if you, you know, are a long-time listener to the show and you always wondered, gee, I wonder what Ty looks like in real life. I bet he just looks weird. Well, you're right. <laughs> and you can come. You, you can, can see come our see wonderful it. tans. The you can. Yeah. You can see all of our tans. Uh, mm-hmm. You're gonna have to at, go out and get a spray tan. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> you can see it at the DMC Grand Opening, and we're going to be interviewing the people that come in. So if you ever have, you know, wanted to be on the Do It Live radio program, well, then here's your chance. So come to the DMC Opening. Uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be uh, a bunch of really cool stuff. We'll talk about that later in the show, but we should start off the show. The way we start off all the shows with Teresa Saldana and the news! Yay! Live from Radio City Music Hall, Teresa Saldana with the news! Thank you, as always, for the <laughs> wonderful introduction. It, yep. always, it always seems like too much. Yep. So today we're going to start out talking about Facebook. <laughs> Yay! Facebook. Facebook. Because if it wasn't intrusive in your life enough, uh, I actually found out that um, Facebook is starting. Well, I guess it's it's I guess it's today's rollout according to this article. Uh, there's this uh, collaboration tool they came out with called Groups for Schools. Groups for Schools. So it's I don't know if anybody well. I guess it depends, but if any, anybody remembers when Facebook was only for college students. I do. I do. I oh remember my gosh. That. Yeah, yeah. When when Facebook felt like a little club. And it was the coolest thing. It was yeah. the coolest thing. And now because your grandma's on there. I know. Uh, now grandma's on No offense, grandma, but... Um, is your grandma on there? Because my grandma's Mine's definitely, not. Oh, okay. No, my no, grandma no. is definitely on Facebook. And she actually does, she listens your to Your grandma's the, so funny. My grandma's awesome. She actually <laughs> does listen to the show every 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 uh, every week. So, Grammy, if you're listening, hi. Hi, hi Grandma. <laughs> Just so, watch. We'll get a text from her in like yeah, five minutes. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so the way that, that Facebook used to operate is you had to have a .edu email address. So, like all of ours, we have wisc.edu email addresses. Mm-hmm. So now what they have is they're kind of going back to that um, with these groups for schools, and it allows U.S. colleges to create groups for dorms, classes, clubs, and they can only be joined by people with that school's .edu email address. Mm. So we're not just limiting it to just colleges. You have to be... So if um, a, a group is created for Econ 101, it's only people that have a wisc.edu email address that would even be able to get into the class. So I don't, or get into the group for that class. So I see. I don't know if it would be if there's any sort of you know moderation that um, professors will have to say you know only students on this pre-approved list can mm-hmm. actually get in. So to to um, make it even more exclusive. Um, but they'll be able to create these groups that your family and. You know, your non-affiliated friends and, and, you know, random people will not be able to see. They cannot get to it. So if you want to post things about your class or, you know, find study groups or whatever, you can post that and you don't have to worry about it getting back to oh. other people who are not involved in it. That's Meanwhile, it probably works the other way, too. People in your class you don't necessarily want in your personal circle, you can still communicate that way. And- exactly. You don't have to friend them. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to. I have to interrupt here real quick. Um, my grandma just texted me. I just heard me mentioned hugs and kisses. This oh, just. Yeah. 
Virtual hugs and kisses. Virtual That's hugs so and nice. kisses. Back at you, Ty's grandma. Well, yeah. <laughs> what we often hear from the undergrads is, I don't want my professors on Facebook, right, for the, the privacy concerns. Well, yes, like it's Some true. professors would, you know, say, hey, let's do this class project in mm-hmm. Facebook, and oh. maybe this would be a better fit for that. Yeah. Could be. Although yeah. at the same time, you know, if your professor is on Facebook and, you know, all your classmates are on Facebook, then what if they try to friend you? Yeah. And, and here's oh. also what I'm wondering. Like, does it segregate, you know, your other posts out of this group uh, or, or can people see it? I mean, you know, the posts that you make inside of this group, it would not show up, I think, in your feed. It, it, it just doesn't. doesn't. But I mean, yeah, but I mean I'm, I'm talking about the posts that you make out to all of Facebook, you know, like, so, so no, no, these no, posts don't show, show up in your feed, but do the posts that you make in your feed show up to the group? No, no, no. You just be posting on that group's wall, uh, I guess. Okay, okay. I assume that's how it works. Um, but I've, I haven't tried it out, so I don't know. And it, I don't know if it's here at our school, but one of the demo shots that they have actually says groups at Wisconsin, and it's a picture of Bascom. Uh-huh. So Maybe I, we're just very photogenic. It could be that, too. It could be that. <laughs> but I don't know how they're controlled. I don't know if... Um, I don't know if anybody here at the university can just make a group because you have a wisc.edu account or if Facebook's working directly with our university administration and it's going to become a classroom tool that only professors can administer. I don't know. I think so it, I, I did check in University of Wisconsin-Madison is in the pilot <gasps> test group. Whoa. Yay, it we're is. in the pilot it test is. group. That's why I like being at the school. We get to do all the cool and pilot stuff. One <laughs> of the other cool things about it is it does it allow for file sharing as well in between the people in the group. Uh-oh. But mm-hmm. only, and, it, and this is actually pretty cool. So it's only 25 megabytes right now. So right. you're not going to be able to upload... Mm. Pirated movies, or the and, line and they're drawn here. exactly <laughs> the line they draw drawn. the line. Uh, it's capped at twenty five megabytes for the pilot testing, and no dot exe files. Like no dot exe files to Is stop it? malicious programs, yep. and no MP threes to. Oh. They're, they're, they're scanning for copyright. Right. Is, uh, uh, Is it is it twenty five megs per file or twenty five megs total per the per file? Per, oh, okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, otherwise, that'd be kind of... Yeah. File size is kept, not for the whole group. Right. It looks like the privacy settings are very similar to what you find on YouTube, where there's uh, an open, a closed, and a secret. Kind of like everyone can see it, some people can see it, and then no one can see it unless they get private secret access. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Yes. I think, you know, Teresa said, is it it set up by people at the school or is it set up by the the administration at the school? I think either way brings up some interesting... Mm -hmm. Some interesting ideas because if it was only, if it's you know set up by anyone at the school, then it's Facebook kind of how it was back in the day. You know, it's just a recreation of the old ye, ye oldie Facebooky. You well, know, but if it's set up by the one at, by people at the school, that's also an interesting idea because I mean now, now is it going to be? Uh, it's going to have the school logo and kind of be almost mm-hmm. uh, official, official, and you know sort of sort of or even worse, feel official, but it not isn't actually official. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, it's a dorms, classes, and clubs could set it yeah. up. Yeah. So right now, it's the so only groups for Wisconsin are class of 2012, class of 2015, class of 2014 are the three groups that are in there. Mm. So I would uh, assume those were actually set up by either alumni groups or well, students. Maybe. Could be. According to their help center here, it says. Confirmed members of the school community can create and join groups and can add each other to groups even if they aren't friends. Oh. So, Whoa. As long as you're a confirmed member of that school community, whatever that means. Hmm. Well, I like so, that there's this idea that you don't have to be friends with someone to, to make a group. That's yeah. great. It's, it's, you know, drawing a line that there's yeah, a difference good. between the groups that I have 
and then the people I'm friends with. I think for them to add you to a group, you have to join this larger Wisconsin group first by verifying your at WisteadyDU email, and then they would be able, and someone else would be able to add you. I'm, right. yep. I'm just shuddering, you know, but at the at the prospect of someone's professor saying, "Oh yeah, and go ahead and turn this in on Facebook." Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine no. those words coming out of a professor's mouth? I Facebook could. ate my homework. Yeah. Oh, I tried boy. to upload it, but somebody chatted me, and Blaine then I got Zuckerberg. then I got a I got a big Trojan that was going around for the Mac, which is probably what we should talk about next. Yes. Perfect segue, right? Perfect segue. <laughs> Very smooth. Very smooth. Oh yeah. boy, if you have a Mac, like I hope butter. you've I hope you've heard of this. Oh. Uh, because heard of what, Teresa? Uh, the <laughs> Oh, uh, now I'm blanking on what it was called. I don't flashback. even have the flashback. flashback. There we go. Flashback. flashback. Oh, uh, flash. Yeah, so the flashback virus, which apparently has infected over half a million Macs worldwide, mm-hmm. which I don't know how many computers are out there, but I think that's actually a pretty small number. Do, do we know where we're at on campus? We, uh, uh, oh, I saw an thing, email go out, and I think last I've count seen it was about a hundred. About a hundred yeah. have been yeah. infected. Um, and boy, have we been seeing it at the help desk today? Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. So, so yeah. what have you? What Basically, ha- what what we what we see is uh, um, the office of camp. The, no, it's a mouthful. We just call it OSIS. The Office of Campus Information Security mm-hmm. uh, will basically be going through all their logs, and they'll be finding computers that are on the network that are infected with this flashback virus. And then what happens is is, is all that traffic is tied to somebody on the campus because you have to log in with your NetID and password. Or if you're on ResNet, you have to well, also log in with your NetID and password to set up or to register your device. So if they find something that has been infected with this Trojan, They'll have a net ID for us. They'll send a case down to us, and then we will contact them and say, hey, yo, you are infected with this Trojan. you got to fix that. And yeah. we'll basically quarantine their access until they have uh, proven that they have fixed it. So Good. So all you Mac users out there have been telling you for years it was coming, mm-hmm. and you didn't listen. You said, I don't need semantic antivirus on my Macintosh. I don't, but I told you you did, and now you're in trouble. Well, there have been you, some virus scares previously. That's true. But, but nothing as big as this. Mm-hmm. This is a big this one. This big is one. a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all machines that have Lion or the most updated version of 10.6 mm-hmm. are fine. Immune, yeah. They're yeah. immune. Well, that's, I mean, that's the caveat. Mm-hmm. If, if you, you know, ran your... Uh, if you ran your, your Apple updater, if you mm-hmm. ran your system updater... Uh, like you're supposed to, mm-hmm. then you should... You, you mean probably, automatically? Or automatically, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you so should magically. be okay. Mm-hmm. But for the people that did not... Or if you have a pre-Intel Mac that you couldn't put the newer operating That's system That's true. Correct. And it seems like Apple's philosophy with their computers would, you know, kind of fights uh, the virus makers out there, right? They usually take advantage of the people that don't update their stuff, but Apple wants yep. you to update everything. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, right. they're pretty insistent on that. Yeah. But if you've got an older machine around that can't yep. upgrade to the latest operating system, well... It, it may be infected. But I think this is... I thought I read this is one of those Trojans that doesn't go out and automatically infect other computers. You have to click on a malicious link to even get yeah. infected. Well, it came through... As far as I understand, it came through a, a Java update. It was a malicious Java update. 
Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that, you know, uh, look like a duck, talk like a duck, walk like a duck, that kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. w- back, at, back in the day when you had those the viruses that looked exactly like the Adobe Flash updater mm-hmm. until you clicked install and it was like, nah, I've hacksawed your system, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of like that for this one. According to most reports, it was mostly being used to uh, create click revenue on websites. Mm-hmm. So, oh, boy. Yeah. It's all, it all comes back to the money, kids. So I know that, that Apple's working on developing software to get rid of this malware, but there are also other companies out there right now that, um, that yeah. basically third-party tools that have been um, developed to... Yeah, we should say for everyone out there who, you know, if you think you might be infected with the flashback Trojan, if you're just worried, or if you just want to check, just go to uh, helpdesk.wistudy.edu, and it's uh, one of the first links in our uh, in our news section. I think it's actually the second link down uh, in the news section. It says Mac OS X flashback virus instructions for removal. If you've got our semantic antivirus that we give out free, uh, then you know you're probably okay as long as you run a scan. Semantic will pick it up and we'll delete it. Mm-hmm. And there is also a tool. I think Kaspersky put it out. Uh, a tool for getting rid of it. The removal is not that difficult, um, and it's something that most antivirus programs should be able to do. So, you but you can always update, update your antivirus if you're just installing yep, it up, first. And you can always give us a call two six four help uh, if you have any questions, any problems, you know, about doing that. We will be more than happy to walk you through that over the phone. Yeah, Semantics coming out today and saying that uh, since last week, the number of infected Macs with this virus has fallen by 60 percent yeah knowledge is power yeah knowing so, the power so that the, you know this mm-hmm. this this virus has been a great um example of how companies actually combat them successfully and how quickly this has dropped sure i mean another thing that needs to be addressed though is like basically apple's lack of response considering all their marketing was about Macs not having viruses right. and PCs and, having them. And, right, and you that's know, why the they that's, Justin Long and yeah, and yeah. that's why they dropped a lot of that um, advertisement where they where it actually says no viruses. They've taken that down. They don't yeah, they right. don't talk and, about it that way anymore. I think the last round of uh, viruses started that ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And as as numbers for Apple's market share increase, I mean the reason why Macs have less viruses it's 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 really a statistical thing there's more PCs out there more virus writers are going to write viruses for PC programs and that's what's really saved Mac although now their market share is becoming much yep. bigger it's more advantageous for virus writers to write viruses for Macs so it's going mm-hmm. to be coming a more more regular thing I think well and Josh and I were were kind of laughing maniacally in an evil genius kind of way about this <laughs> earlier before the <laughs> Because you know, yes, we're you know, are we a little you know glib that uh, all this infection has, has has come out and and finally there's a giant Mac virus that everybody needs to know about? Yes, with a with a with a you know asterisk on the end. And the reason we're happy about this is because it helps people become aware of security risks on computers. You know, no longer can we say, oh, I got a Mac. I don't have to worry about it. Not, uh, viruses are only for PCs. Not anymore, my friends. No. And it never really was the case, you know. No. And I have that conversation at least three or four times a day with customers in the tech store that, you know, they'll say, oh, I don't need that. And I say, well, you mm-hmm. really should. If you really, go talk to the guys at the help desk. Go talk to Ty and he'll tell you <laughs> differently. <laughs> I've seen some stuff and some things, man. <laughs> you, don't wanna, yeah. you, know, you don't want to put, put that antivirus on there, man. <laughs> I'd say really um, the the indicator of, of how much you really need antivirus, it actually has more to do with the user than it does with the computer. For sure. Um, knowing yeah. what to click on, what not to click on. Um, so, I mean, 
but yeah. everyone makes mistakes. Everyone yeah. does so, make mistakes. It's yeah. very true. Even if you're an avid user, you, exactly. I mean, I've I've gotten viruses. I, I mean, about you, Ty, have you, you guys have all done it. Ty, Ty has been. Click? I'm sure Ty has been today's winner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh sure. <laughs> Hundred thousand visitor. <gasps> Congratulations. Free, free iPad. Click here. Congratulations. Oh. <laughs> my favorite one. My favorite ones were the one that would just keep loading over and over. Congratulations. You've won a free iPod Nano. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You know, just every page with the voiceover. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That was. It was great. It was yeah. Great. And it's always at level eleven. Like. Congratulations. Congratulations. It's always so loud. <laughs> yeah. Volume level by Spinal Tap. So. Uh, so the the TLDR version of this, if you are if you think you might be infected, call the help desk. Come into the help desk. We will help you out. Go to helpdesk.wisecity.do about that. All right. What else we got in the news here? Well, as a segue off of Apple, um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Apple's being sued by the Department of Justice, which shouldn't be taken lightly. This isn't just a... This isn't just an Apple-Google war. You know, we're suing over this patent or that patent. No, yeah. the Department of Justice is coming after them because oh of their gosh. because of their um, pricing for their e-books and the, the 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 model that they have built into their contract about selling e-books in an hmm. attempt to try to overthrow Amazon's monopoly. Um, that Apple is not compliant with what the Department of Justice wants them to do, which is to knock it off. Well, their, their alleged Stop collusion that. with book publishers for right. setting prices. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For CNET, setting prices. Is actually, uh, CNET is actually reporting that the Department of Justice looks like they may have a better case against the publishers than Apple themselves uh, in this one. Huh. Um, they are... Uh, of course, the collusion is there, but... Apparently, Apple was not in the meetings that the publishers had. Ah. Oh, ho, ho. So, um... Well, that actually might explain the other part of the story, why some of them have settled and... Apple um, has not. Yeah. Hmm. Three, three of the five publishers have settled now. Is that what it was, Teresa? Yeah, it's it's three of the five, because Apple, Macmillan, and Penguin are the ones that are left. Hmm. So, um, Simon and Schuster, Hatchet, and Harper Collins are going to be out of this. All very big names fight. in the publishing industry, yeah. right? Yeah. This, uh, it would not be the first time that the Department of Justice has gone against a software company, and you no, know, we all remember the Microsoft antitrust. And suits. before that, they had IBM, right? As well, what, back that's in 1982, true. The, mm-hmm. the, the thieving of what it was a disc copy or something. Yes. yes. Hey, don't that copy they, that floppy. That they they stole from was it was it IBM stole it from Microsoft. Yes. And in, in their original disc operating system. Jeez, I'm showing how old I am. So I was gonna say Ty. Ty, Martin. I didn't copy any floppy. You had that command line everything. Yeah. Those discs back then really were. Floppy. floppy. They yeah. were. Five they and a quarter. Were. Five and a quarter were super floppy. Yeah. Or or one of my one of my absolutely favorite um um typos on a customer sh- machine of all time. This guy had labeled all of his drives. He put it as floopy drive. Floopy drive. Well now people just think that's the save icon. Where did you get this real save icon from? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, no. no I had somebody say Didn't that. you read about that's that? Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, they don't know what it is. They don't think it's a real technology device. They think mm-hmm. it, it's a it's real just some life sort of replica of an icon on a computer. It's just some sort of icon that you know is an abstract thought that means save. It's yeah. not actually a disc of any kind yep, because right. nobody's ever seen those type of discs. No, I mean, Whoa. You if you have, you're that, you're very yeah. old. 
I had a uh, customer what? come into the tech store the other day and replace their computer for the first time since 1992 <laughs> or three. It was an Apple. No. And they were talking about getting their printer working, and I uh-huh. said, "Oh, I bet your printer is an Apple Talk printer, isn't it?" And they said, "Yes." And I looked at the uh-huh. student helper that I had next to me, yeah. and I looked at him and said, "You weren't born yet." <laughs> you lose. Good day, sir. Apple wow. Talk is that when you talk on your iPhone? Yeah, something like. That. <laughs> okay. I'm Apple Talk. I've, I've got that. It's called Hello? Siri. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, we got probably probably time for one or one maybe two one or two more news items, and then we're going to have to take a quick commercial break here. Well, one thing I wanted to talk about with Josh here, um, we were talking about this a little bit before yes. the show, is this uh, device uh, called Livestream Broadcaster. Ah, yes. And it's this little red box that you can attach to a camera, big or small, as we saw in some of the pictures online. Um, and it will allow you to, as long as you're on a network, so it's got an Ethernet jack on it, um, it's also... Um, HDMI, it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. got HDMI coming out, and um, let's see, it it's got a 3.5 millimeter jack on it. Um, Is there wire- USB. wireless? So basically, you can you can either do wired, you can do wireless, you can collect, connect to a wireless network, so it's got a wireless card in it, or you can plug in a 3G or 4G modem, so if you're not, if you're out in the middle of nowhere. Nope. Um, cool. So it's got and, a USB port on it then? For yeah, it's got a USB port on it, yep. And so as long as you're connected to a network, you can do live streaming. Oh, what I like straight from your camera. What's, I like. Lie, I huh? really like that because mm-hmm. we've always had to jump through hoops uh, with that. When um, a few of our clients wanted to do some live streaming in uh, uh, various departments on campus, we had to figure out how to get one of our old tape-based cameras to connect via FireWire. Ooh, all that. Yep. We got it to work, but it was like yeah. jumping through flaming hoops. Or you have to get a, or uh, one of those media site boxes, which yep. are extremely expensive, mm-hmm. and they're they're big and cumbersome. It's almost like a desktop computer you have to wheel around and plug in all these cables and everything but this little guy it's, it's a bit it's only about 500 bucks and you attach it to the top of your camera even if you've got like a smaller prosumer camera you can attach it right on top and uh you just it'll it'll run straight from on top of your camera but the downside is it only works with their service though it's not um right it only works with their service um, I don't know if it only works with their service, but they certainly give you three months of free access. Yeah, I mean, um, the main impetus is for it to, to connect to their service. Right, right? so you yeah. get it for free for the first three months, and then it's $45 a month after that. Yeah. Um, so I think this would be, obviously, maybe ideal for, you know, the digital media center mm-hmm. that can pay that cost for customers, and then they come in and rent it for a little while. So, so what we're saying is that to view the streaming video, you would actually have to use their service rather than going to something like Vimeo or... Or like anything else other, like the... What was the live streaming one? Not YouTube. Well, although YouTube has live streaming. Are you talking about Justin TV? Uh, no, there's a, a there's a UStream. Yeah, UStream. UStream. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually what we used previously. But, um, yeah, so it was unclear to me how you actually get to the content that is streaming from the camera. And so that's where I thought it was going to the mm-hmm. Telestream site. So Yeah, the, the only um, thing they talk about in this article um, is that, that Facebook uses it for their press events. Hmm. So, okay. I don't know. I don't know what it... I don't know how well, you, you share it out to other people. I just know that you can do the streaming from this little box. I can think of a lot of different uh, you know, companies and that kind of stuff who might want to set up streaming for a, a, variety, a variety of reasons that this might be kind of like the best option. Mm-hmm. I mean, 45 bucks a month, 
you know, that's not that's not a whole lot of money. Really. No, not not if you if you actually if you're a video you production company. Yeah. So imagine you you know you you run a, a news network and all you have to do is send your crew out with these little boxes. That's what I love when doing video production myself is yeah. I need really small equipment. I can't afford to have yeah, a you need van to be agile. worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, I you know I get around with a backpack and a tripod, yeah. and all my entire kit is in a backpack and a tripod. And then if I need a lighting kit, it's it's in like a it's it gotta looks, be able to jump on your bike. It's just it looks like uh, luggage. It, mm. It's just a luggage pack that my my lighting kit goes in, so I can walk everywhere with it. But but just me, I don't need a I don't need a vehicle. So something like this is just another thing I would throw in my pack, and it's it's a fantastic tool. Well, and what's nice is it looks like it's easy to use, and so I can think of like on campus if there's uh, a dance dance performances in Lathrop Hall mm-hmm. or Lathrop Lathrop. Yep. Um, Lathrop. Uh, you or if you know the music department <laughs> has string orchestra, mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. Just um, since it looks so easy, like it might be nice for an undergrad to plug in a few things and start recording. For sure. Yeah. Just yeah. plug in right your camera your, and go. If yeah. you're yes. trying to do something remote like that, ease of setup is a huge, oh, yeah. huge thing. Oh, yeah. exactly. I wonder how long it's going to be, too, till you could plug something from a camera right into your iPhone and use the... You know, use the three G or the four G or the six G, whatever whatever G we're on at the point where this comes along, and just say boop, you know, hit no, a button and it I, goes up to the web. Why? I mean, why even plug anything in? <laughs> right, you just you need can an use, app that can do it. I was going to say, you can use the the, the there, camera right here. Exactly. Is there live streaming on? Well, I mean, they have the FaceTime, so you'd think that. And yeah, I mean, maybe, that's basically what FaceTime does. Yeah. I mean, you, and just, you can do Skype on an Android phone, too, but then so. connecting it kind of like to one of these broadcasting pages right, for or multiple something. people to view that. Sure, sure, sure. Well, we well, should do some research and find. I was going to say, let's retract it. We have a new uh, product we can make. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> start writing your app. Patent now. pending. This is ours now. <laughs> hit, hit the dump button. Nobody will know about this. <laughs> hit the trademark button now. Hurry. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break here, and we will be right back uh, with a little bit more. Do it live. We're going to talk uh, to John a little bit more about the upcoming DMC, the brand new opening. It's going to be great. There's going to be uh, cake and candy and prizes and clowns. We'll be right back with more Do It Live.
And now, the Do It Live three disclaimers with our guest geek of the week, Michael Caine. Hello, I'm Michael Caine. Number one, the opinions expressed on this program do not reflect the views of WSCN, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Number two, products and services provided by the Division of Information Technology, aka Do It, and other university departments, as well as drawings and giveaways, may only be available to students, faculty, staff, or those currently affiliated with UW-Madison. Number three, and my favourite one, participants in this broadcast may offer opinions or recommendations, however they do not endorse, nor has any consideration been provided on behalf of other products and services discuss. Not many people know that. Celebrity voice impersonator. This is not actually Michael Caine. Michael Caine lives very far away and would never do this for us, although we think he's really cool. A man walks down a crowded city street. The sun glares off his bald head. He takes one last sip of his coffee as the wind blows his scarf over his shoulder. The man drops his empty coffee cup to the ground. A woman rolls down her car window at a red light. She smiles faintly as the spring breeze brushes against her face. Taking the last bite of her junior bacon cheeseburger, she crumples up the wrapper and lets it fall to the ground. Moments later, the sun begins to set, and small furry faces poke out of manholes and sewer grates. The dirty sewer rats scour our city in search of food, in search of waste. They thrive on the litter. They survive. They live. Don't litter. And we're back with more Do It Live on WSUM 91.7 FM Madison, streaming online. Ah, streaming. Streaming online. Haha, <laughs> WSUM.org. We're just talking about streaming. And today we're talking about the new opening of the DMC. And in with us today we've got uh, Mr. Josh Harder. Yes, here I am. And we have pies. Pizza pies. Not cake. Not cake. What about clowns? I was told there'd be clowns. Um, balloons. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to be there. You're going to be there. Oh, oh, gonna be there. oh. Oh, where is my rim shot? Where is my... Oh, where is it? Oh, yeah. no, no, quick, quick. Oh, that's the wrong one. That's a I will try to... I will try, I'll try to do my best impersonation of that. Yeah. <laughs> we were looking for this one. Yeah. They're, they're both, from, they're both also, from the same show. I was going to say, very Price is Right. Though. Yep, yep, yep. So if you want to come and tell us how much you think Ty does or does not look like a clown... Stop by the DMC tomorrow. <laughs> yep, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Over and We're starting at 3 o'clock, and um, we are having pizza pies, but it's only while supplies last. Okay. So. Uh, and then the other big... So um, everybody, line starts here? That's all yeah, I'm saying. Get there before, yeah. before Ty. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other big draw is everybody who shows up um, and uh, comes, hangs out with us, uh, will get a 30% off coupon for poster printing. <gasps> Whoa. Does that mean we get coupons, too? We get a coupon. Do, uh, everyone who shows yes, up gets a 30% off coupon. So I, I got to ask, does the, uh, does the poster printing have to be, like, university-related and stuff? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. Got it. 
sweet. <laughs> I'm not going to There was not nothing say going, was going on here. No, nothing no, at absolutely all. Absolutely nothing. No. Carry on. All right. That so happens. it's from 3 to 5 o'clock tomorrow. It's uh, it's actually going to be your lucky day, even though it's Friday the 13th. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. So, and they're your, it's, it's your lucky day coupons. And we're also going to have a pro photo booth. So if you need like a profile picture, um, something pretty schnazzy, one of our very talented students, Derek Brabender, will be there taking photos. I don't know, Josh. I do have an iPhone and a bathroom mirror. Uh, so I'm pretty that's, good. That's I got really scared. Really scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes. Are you I posting your resume on MySpace or something? <laughs> 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 That's not a good idea. I just no. I've been telling everyone you should probably do the photo booth before the pizza, especially if you oh, have a goatee. Yeah. So mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ayo. I was just trying to save that pizza for later. <laughs> Uh, and then also you'll be able to hang out with our extremely talented staff and find out about all the cool things we do at the DMC and check out our new space in the absolutely beautiful remodeled biochemistry building at 420 Henry Mall. I was just in there the other day. It looks very nice. It's that good it's mix so of new. like modern and old. I love it. Yeah, because you look at the outside of the building, you kind of go, mm, and then you go inside, and it's it's beautiful. It's just like the education building. If yes. you haven't, if you have not been in there for whatever reason, go there. I've not been beautiful. in there. Beautiful. Yeah. Especially if you go towards once you once you come in the main entrance, and then you go up to where their cafe is. They just put in a bunch of just windows, just and all this natural sunlight is coming in. Natural it's, sunlight. What's that? No, the sun. We no. actually have that now too. We have windows. Oh wow! Well, we had windows before, but now they're, they were really. They're they're you also had windows. Mac there too, right? What's that? Oh, no, it just went right over oh. his head. That oh. was terrible. Ty, that was so bad. I'm so sorry. You also had Mac there too. Windows, wait, come uh, on. I'm sorry. <laughs> you lose. Good day, sir. Uh, all right, uh, I quit. So th- Teresa's the new host of Live. I quit. <laughs> oh no! Right. And we're going to have we some good people like there. We still like you, Ty. The Do It Geeks, of course. Yes, yeah, that, that's a big announcement. We're going to have a table, um, and Josh has made us. We, this is unbeknownst to us before the show. Josh had made us uh, a wonderful banner, so we're going to be all official. Yes. You know, we're gonna we're gonna be talking to all the people that come in. Uh-huh. Um, so make sure to come in, come up to the to the uh, bannered table, and come talk to us. Uh, and we will put you on the show. And if you don't want to be put on the show, we'll put you on. We'll anyway. put you on anyway. Yeah, no, we won't. We won't. We won't. So I, I do have to have to give a little props. It was actually Caitlin Kirahara who did all the graphics, oh. and Ooh. she is at a job fair as we speak. And someone better hire her because she's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. If you don't hire her, you've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> and I also just want to say all the staff there has been, they've been working really hard and I can't wait for everybody to uh, see their hard work. Yeah. So. Hooray. So, so, okay, all of us here, of course, we're very, very familiar with what the DMC is and what it does. Um, I, I would assume there's probably some people out there listening that have, you know, DMC, what's that? Is that that run DMC? I don't understand. So, I mean, can you can you give everybody out there just a quick, yes. you know, elevator pitch? What is the DMC? What does it do? Who can use it? Who can't? Well, Why is it so cool? Uh, first of all, since we live in acronym world, uh, it's the Digital Media Center, and our main goal is to bra- provide consultative support to faculty, staff, and graduate students in doing fun, awesome things like video editing, website design. Um, Basically, you name it, we like to say yes to as many things as we can, and we can provide you support for things like Learn at UW, um, Adobe Captivate, and various other things, um, like 
For example, when I left today, we were assisting a researcher who was editing video, blurring out faces because the uh, research subjects could not see the faces of the people in the video. So we were helping her with After Effects and doing that. So we also have, um, along with that main mission, we also do a few services. Uh, We have an equipment for loan service where you can come in, check out any video camera, iPad, laptop um, for three days. or you might be able to get an extension if you get approval. Um, if you, you know, if you know a guy who yeah. knows a guy, you gotta be nice to Josh. You Otherwise, know, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, Josh, he's a pretty cool guy. So just ask, you know. Or based on demand, whichever. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, then, hey, we, Josh, I demand that you give me a video camera. How about that? Uh, Boom. Yeah. No. Uh, you got to bust my knees. You he's the godfather. Take over my there. Knees. So, And I will say the DMC has a fantastic website where they list all of their equipment, and they even have the manuals right there, too. So if Yay. you have a question about it, you can just look at the manual. Um, and they even have pictures of the equipment, and they have these nice labels that say things like easy or intermediate, so you know which equipment to use. Yes, and that is dmc.wisc.edu. Yep. Uh, and then we also have a service that I believe Ty has used before. Would you I like have. to talk about the digitization service? Though? Oh, the digitization service is amazing. Let's say you've got, let's say you're a professor, and and uh, and you know you're you've, you're a. I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. You've been around for a while. You know you've seen some stuff and some things, and maybe back you know in your younger days you had a bunch of research projects that you had on eight millimeter film or maybe VHS. You know maybe it yes. wasn't that long ago or thirty five millimeter slides or thirty five millimeter slides. And you say to yourself, well, I you know all these kids are walking around with these iPads and these computers nowadays. I want to get in on that. I want some of that action. But I I got all this research data. What am I going to do? Well, enter in the DMC, ladies yes. and gentlemen. They can take all your old 8mm films, your VHSs, your, your Doovdas, even the DVDs, you know? Doovdas? You know, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. try to sound it out. You know, okay. Or like, you know, Doovd. Or, or, you know, if you want something to be upgraded to the hood, you know, from the, from the sud to the hood. From the standard def to the high def, yeah. So these these guys can <laughs> a little, little tech inside joke there. So yeah, these guys can do it all. They can they can uh, make everything digital. Anything that you want. Yes. I mean, digital is in their name. So they can make anything that you want digital. Yes, so that's a free service for, like I said before, university-related activities for mm-hmm. faculty, staff, and grad students. Also with our new space, which is absolutely beautiful. Thank you, biochemistry. Uh, we also have a new uh, audio recording booth as well. So if you need to record a little snippet for your class ahead of time, it's a perfect place to come in, sit down, have a good sound booth to do some recording. Yep. And if, if you have some, I don't know, some obscure tape, you know, that you're not even sure what format it is, and, mm-hmm. and y- you know that it wasn't a format that was really popular, like Betamax, how that lost <laughs> yeah. that, that awful war. <laughs> or, um, or HD DVD. Or, or yeah, they still HD have an HD DVD. DVD. Do you? Oh, For the so Xbox. So sorry. Oh. So if you happen to have anything like that, and you don't know if the DMC can help you, I... I definitely recommend that you come in because if they don't know if they don't if they don't have the device that you need to play to play it back they'll help you figure out somebody who does or Mm -hmm. or find a service even outside of the university that might be able to help you out 
I have to give more props to that. Like a lot of times we get a lot of help from uh, LSS and they're awesome media support staff there for a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And other media shops groups like in biochemistry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then one last thing that we have, we also have a new ginormous uh, DMC computer classroom, Ooh. which uh, can either be one huge mecha room or it could be split into two. And we have a total of 50 computer workstations. Wow. That's, that's wow. quite upgraded from what you guys had before, right? It is true. Before, we only had 16 stations. Oh, wow. Wow. That's awesome. Whoa. And we also have brand new iMacs in one of them that are, uh, well, if you're really geeky, they have i7s and a whole bunch of RAM. So oh, OMG Lab Party! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's bust out that StarCraft. That's what we need to have. We need to have a sleepover at the DMC. We're going to stay up all night and have Sweet. a LAN party. It's going to be so exciting. We can play, we can play Quake. Yeah, the original. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Ooh. awesome. A little UT2K4. Oh, I'm down. Yeah. Let's for, do this. Yeah. For research purposes. Of yeah, for course. research purposes. Make sure the network works. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah it's for ping ping time. Yes. You know, well, it's going to be rendering scientific data in the background. That's actually exactly. when we shoot. Yeah. Is, Testing yeah. the load on the network. <laughs> That's yep. all we're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Max and land gaming, I was I was at a couple couple weeks and Oh, yeah, you ago. should talk about that, that thing you went to in Chicago. Yeah, I, I, I was actually, uh, I, I almost uh, got some some you know some snippets. I was going to bring it on the on the air to play, um, but uh, you know I didn't know exactly how relevant it was to the whole do it live oh, thing. Oh sure. But I went to uh, the Midwest Classic Gaming Expo uh, in Milwaukee or out just outside of Milwaukee, um, and they had uh, it was basically they t- they'd taken over like this convention center inside of a hotel, and they just filled it with. Uh, old arcade games, rare arcade games, and pinball machines. But they also had um, rooms that were kind of like interactive um, museums, in a sense, of all these sort of old old technology, old uh, arcade machines, old console machines uh, that you could sit down and play. And they just, you know, people would bring in their games and they'd trade mm-hmm. the games up and all that sort of stuff. Um, like Pong? Like there were, I cannot tell you how many versions of Pong mm. I saw. There were a lot. Mm-hmm. There were Super Pong. Yeah, I saw Super Pong. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, um, no, it, it was. There was at least seven different versions of Pong for seven different consoles out there. But the one that I that I wanted to talk about was they had a LAN gaming room um, that was set up with eight. Um, of the like the different color tiny IMAX, the Easter egg, oh, the yes. Easter egg yes. IMAX, yes. Yes. you know, um, and they all had it was all multiple colors. It was every color of the IMAX that you could have. It was all you know, it's all there. Did they have a rainbow one there. Yeah, they did. Sweet. They had a rainbow one. It was so cool. The the psychedelic one, yeah. yeah. And guess what game they were all playing. You, you said it was Quake, right? Quake. Yeah. It was Quake 1. The original? Awesome. Quake. And they the were original. all networked together so they that you were. could play. Yeah. They were. And Ten, then, and, 10 uh, base T network speed. One of the funniest <laughs> things that happened during the during the weekend was that um, so many people played it. The uh, the server that was also an older Mac was sitting in the middle of the room uh, overheated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, we, we have to give it a few minutes so it's a little old I mean. yeah so oh but it's just it's just surprising you know speaking of old technology and stuff how long this stuff can last mm-hmm. you know because i mean a lot of the stuff that i was i was playing pong on a machine that you know probably came out in like what 1978 mm-hmm. you know and that's the 80s maybe yeah, yeah when i was a little kid we had uh, our pong from sears 
<laughs> wow. New Sears did, Pong. Did anybody have a ColecoVision? There? Yes, yeah, there was awesome. a ColecoVision. There was literally anything you could have... Uh, there was like uh, a Lynx and a Jaguar and... Ooh. and uh, um, uh, Neo Geo and a they Turbo have a, Duo. Yes, I played a Turbo Duo. They yeah. have an Odyssey. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, they had an Odyssey. Yeah, I I'm played that too. Now. No, it was it was absolutely incredible. I bet and they, they didn't have a Timex Sinclair. Oh, I'm sure they did. Uh, I don't remember playing that. But anyway, <laughs> if if you if if anybody out there is interested in in classic gaming uh, or arcade gaming or even pinball or anything like that, it happens once a year, and it's in Brookfield, which is just outside of Milwaukee. Um, it's called the Midwest Classic Gaming Expo. If you just check it out online, you'll be able to find tickets and that kind of stuff. I would highly recommend checking that out uh, for the geekiness. Um, one of the one of the people that I wanted to interview actually for the show um, in a room, they had people building their own circuit boards. Nice. Which were like wow. They actually had a machine there that was slowly going back and forth and like printing the circuit board as you know as they were as they were taping stuff into it. Well, were these guys like meme enthusiasts? Yep. 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 Cool. Yep. For those of you out there who aren't in, uh, aren't familiar with MAME, MAME is multiple arcade machine emulator, and you can play just about any arcade game on your computer out there. So, very so. cool. It's very super duper 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 cool. So we're going to use. Uh, so our plan is to use some of the DMZ com- DMC computers as uh, as some of those MAME arcade cabins. We're going to set it up on. No, no, Josh, <laughs> give me the no. <laughs> All right, maybe in a future Foiled life. Again. Foiled again. Oh. All right. <laughs> Well, we will, see, Josh. We'll see you tomorrow, of course. Oh, I at, cannot wait. It's going to be super duper duper fun. We're all going to be there. So uh, remember, and, and can you uh, one more time tell everybody the uh, the website and the actual new location of the yes. DMC, just so that they know. Uh, the website is dmc.wisc.edu. If you visit the homepage, right in the middle, there's information about the grand opening. Just okay. click on that. Uh, our new address is 420 Henry Mall, room B1131. So that is in the basement. Yes. Make oh. note of that. Don't walk in the first floor and be like, where is it? It's, it's in the basement in the and it's basement. got windows? Yes, That's because it's actually good. the ground level, even though it's the basement. It's weird. We oh. can be both at the same time. Wow. Uh, we still have the same email address, dmc at doit.wisc.edu, or can call us at 265-4817. All right. Well, Josh, thanks so much. And we'll see everybody out there tomorrow at the grand opening of the DMC at 3 p.m.? Yes, 3 p.m. Friday the 13th. 3 p.m. Friday And last thing, we are not broadcasting live tomorrow. We'll be be playing that show next week. So if you can't make it out to the DMC, just listen to us next Thursday and you can hear us having fun at the DMC. Indeed. All right, Josh, we'll see you tomorrow. I will see you then. Well, Thanks. Looks like our hour is just about up, so we've come to the end of another episode of Do It Live. Thanks very much for listening out there. We've got some people that we'd like to thank as well. Special thanks go out to our management team at the Division of Information Technology, Ryan Hansen, Edward Hoover, Brian Rust, Sean Bossinger, and Bill Zimmerman. Do It's chief operating officer is John Krogman, and our CIO and vice provost for information technology is Bruce Moss. Today's broadcast was produced by Ty Christian, that's me, and Sandy Cyberlick. Our associate producers are Laura Grady, Teresa Saldana, and Andy Muchleski. Our on-air producer and director of e-communications is Matt Rockwell, and our theme music is from Conan. The executive producers of Do It Live are Ty Christian and Adam Wiesenfarth. Join us next time for another action-packed hour of Tech Talk. And in the meantime, subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. Check out our website, doit.wisc.edu forward slash radio. And if you want to get a hold of us, email us, radio at doit.wisc.edu. We'll see you then. Yeah.